back to Friends with Cinefits. I am your host, Alex McAllister. Thanks again for joining. We took a little brief hiatus last week. It was my birthday, and I went on a snowboarding trip with some of my pals from Indiana. So if you guys are listening, hey, thanks for coming. And thanks to everybody who wished me happy birthday. Uh, We are back celebrating the month of December by doing some Christmas movies. And there's one movie that when you say Christmas, it it just sticks with me because our guest today, I grew up with her. Fortunately, not unfortunately, I started saying something else and then I said un and then I changed it to fortunately. Um, Anyways, you would watch it all the time, but my guess is back again, Jeannie McAllister. Mom, welcome. Thank you very much for having me back, and especially for my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, um, I hadn't seen... We're doing A Christmas Story, correct? Of course. Okay, good, because um, that's what I prepared for. Um <laughs> Yeah, you would watch this all the time, and as a kid, we hated it because it wasn't, like, cartoony, and it was very annoying to watch every December. Um, oh, and, and I think T- and TNT had it on 24 yeah. hours, and I would have it on <laughs> all the time just to irritate you guys and make you watch it. Yeah, it was just one of those that was, like, just every December, if you say Christmas, that was probably on in our house, unfortunately, um, growing up at least. So now that I've gotten more into movies, uh, we decided we would watch it and then talk about it together since I don't have that hatred since I haven't had to watch it for like six years now. Yeah, and and you acted like you have not seen it before and I'm like, I know you've seen it because... <laughs> There's no way you could have yeah. missed seeing it. <laughs> exactly. It's one of those where I've seen it, but it's been like it was so long ago and I just watched parts of it. I wouldn't just sit down and watch it. Um, so it was fun to get back into it and watch the whole thing from start to finish and yeah. to do research on it because I think it has a pretty cool backstory, um, yeah. which we'll get into. But. Before then, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked our lovely friend Angelica Sauer last week. Do you have a favorite holiday memory? And if it doesn't include me, I will be upset. But go on. <laughs> oh, that's tough because it doesn't include you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I want to know what it is. Okay, so... I was thinking of when I was a kid, what I loved about Christmas. And one of my favorite mm-hmm. things when I was little is that every year for Christmas, like on Christmas Eve, I got a giant coloring book. I mean, you know, it was it was big. You had to lay on the floor mm-hmm. to open it up. And it was always like a Christmas theme. And I was always so excited and then I'd just lay there and color, you know, you lay half on it and, and color. And I was yeah. always so excited to get those coloring books. And every once in a while, wow. I'll see one in the store and I just want to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, 
I wasn't born, so I don't know a ton about your life before me. But as I get older, I do find myself wondering, like, oh, I wonder, like, how my parents' experience growing up, like, being my age, differed or was similar to mine. So whenever I'm at home, we'll have to talk more about you and dad growing up and stuff like that. Lots of Christmas memories we can share. Awesome. Um, okay, so now we'll we'll dive into the movie. Um, like we said, we're doing a Christmas story. It was directed by Bob Clark in 1983. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 89%. The budget was only $3.3 million. And the box office was $20.6 And before we go much further, um, I'll read a little synopsis about it. It's, it's a short one. I found that IMDb has really short synopsises that really... are They are good at summarizing the movie gently, and I don't have to read a lot. So that here we go. Good. In the 1940s, a young boy named Ralphie attempts to convince his parents, his teacher, and Santa that a Red Ryder BB gun really is the perfect Christmas gift. And that's all. That's about it. How do you feel? Okay. Um, So I'll go deeper into um, the background on this movie. If you have anything to say, speak up. Um, I know we bought you like the special edition one year for Christmas and you yes. said that you watched the special features. So yes, if I you do. have anything to say, always, you know, just blurt it out. Yes. I know you guys bought that for me because then you said we you that was so you didn't have to watch 24 hours of it, but I still would put it on anyway, <laughs> even though I had the DVD. Exactly. Um, and no commercials this way. So, right, that's you can true. watch it more times within 24 hours, if you think about it. Um, so, this was based on Gene Shepard's In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. Um, he started out in radio and would write some, um, I guess, short stories. They call them vignettes about his life growing up. Um, and then, eventually... They were his short stories were published in Playboy magazine. And then about a decade after that, they put them all into a book and sold them. Um, a little bit more about Gene Shepard. He was born and raised in Hammond, Indiana, which is up north um, near Chicago. And um, he briefly attended Indiana University. So go oh, Hoosiers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. My alma mater. Um, uh, the special features did have um, one of them where it was Gene Shepard uh, doing one of the vignettes, and it was the uh, oh the tongue on the flagpole. Yeah, and it was him on like doing the radio version. So it was pretty neat to hear him talking, and he does the voice yeah. of Ralphie yeah. in the movie. Yep. Um, yeah, he co-wrote the movie A Christmas Story, which we're reviewing. Um, so it's always nice to see when something's 
uh, adaptation from you know a novel or anything else that they roped in the the writer or the author um, and got them involved in the movie because if not then mm-hmm. you know it's not always as similar as the book and a lot of people throw fits when they're fans of a book and then it becomes a movie or whatever um, Jerry Seinfeld was a huge fan of Gene Shepard's. Um, he said he really formed my entire comedic sensibility. I learned how to do comedy from Gene Shepard, which wow. Jerry Seinfeld's like one of the greatest comedians of all time. So uh-huh. to hear that that about Gene Shepard, it made me like super interested in this guy. So yeah. are you a Seinfeld fan? Oh, yes. Yes. I, I watched okay. Seinfeld. Yeah, I, you know, it it was before my time, but um, I think it's on Hulu and I I just looked up like top 10 Seinfeld episodes and then just watched those and was like, this is funny. Then it introduced me to Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is incredible on HBO Max. If anyone out there has HBO Max, check out Curb. Um, And then. Also, Gene Shepard and the director Bob Clark teamed up in the future for a little movie called My Summer Story, also called It Runs in the Family, which is a sequel to A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it, Mom? I have not. I did not know they did that till I watched the special features and mm-hmm. they had... Uh, some of the actors as adults talking about it and said how they stayed in contact and were friends and that mm-hmm. they felt like a family and that they got together and did the another movie and I was like I didn't know that so yeah um so from what I read about it it's set like the summer after this Christmas so obviously everyone had grown up um quite a bit because it was like 20 years later or something. Um, And the only character that reprised their role was the teacher. Um, She was also in it. And then the rest just, you know, gave out helping hands to the characters that were playing them. Um, But it doesn't have any critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, but it has a 46% user score. Um, so probably not great. Everyone just blames it on, it doesn't have the same, um, you know, special feeling because all the actors are different and it doesn't feel as unique, I guess. Um, and I guess I'll get into Bob, Bob Clark, the director. Um, he actually started out in horror movies, which was very surprising to me. Yeah. Um, one of his first movies was Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things in 1972. And then he also in 1972, he had Death Dream, which I think is about zombies. And then in 1974, he did Black Christmas, which um, I looked up a list of like greatest Canadian movies and that was on there. Um, that's supposedly his best one. I really want to watch it. It's a horror Christmas movie. Um, so we'll have to watch that whenever I'm Yeah, when you come home, a, we'll, have, we'll have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
that was actually just remade, I think, last year in 2019. Because mm-hmm. um, whenever I was looking up, I just searched Black Christmas and it popped up and it looked really bad. It had like a 30% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It was one of the Blumhouse oh. movies. Yeah. Which, I mean, some of those are really good. Um, I think that's their model is just, you know, make a bunch of unique horror movies for really cheap. And then, you know, a lot of them don't do really well, but the ones that do pay for all the ones that don't do well. Um, But anyways, uh, he also did Murder by Decree in 1979, which is a Sherlock Holmes movie. And then he executive produced a movie called Moonshiners, which ended up being the source material for the Dukes of Hazard TV series. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I've watched a lot and, of those, too. <laughs> yeah. And the 2005 Dukes of Hazard movie with Sean William Scott and Johnny Knoxville and yeah. I think Jessica Simpson that I watched a ton for some reason. You um, own the movie. They act... Yeah, they actually um, pretty much just used the Moonshiners movie and remade that and branded it as Dukes of Hazard, And uh, Bob Clark and all the others involved with Moonshiners, uh, they sued Warner Brothers for that remake and ended up getting $17.5 million for it. Oh. Yeah. Um, which I was like, you know, that's probably a lot of the 2005 Dukes of Hazards, um, you know, profit. Probably. No, it made so much money. <laughs> it was over a hundred million dollars really? that that movie made. Yeah. Now, like the only thing I remember from it is, um, one's yelling, no, Bo, no. And then he's like, I thought you said, go, Bo, <laughs> go. And I don't know. Me and my friends always say something like that. <laughs> Um, so that's about it for Bob Clark that I have. He, other than his beginning horror movies and then a Christmas story, um, nothing really stuck out. Um, he has since passed. So rest in peace, Bob Clark. And I'll just move on to the cast and crew. Uh, we have Peter Billingsley as Ralphie. My fave. Um, are you aware of anything else he's in? Nope, but he looks the same. He's yeah, still got um, those blue eyes. He was in Elf as one of Santa's helpers. And then, I think, um, and then he was in Iron Man and Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, he was in Iron Man. He was one of um, the dude with the beard. He's He worked for the dude with the beard, the bald dude with the beard. I should have looked up his name. Uh, (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He worked for him and the the big mean bearded guy like yelled at him and was like, hey, dude, you're not doing your job or whatever. Um, And then he reappeared in Spider-Man Far From Home. Have you seen that one? Yes. Um, Yeah, he reappeared. He was on Jake Gyllenhaal's crew. And their crew is made up of um, people that worked for Tony Stark who felt like, you know, Tony wasn't a good guy. 
and stole all the spotlight and they were the ones that did all the work. Oh, okay. Um, so I thought it was really cool to see him come back in that, in like the MCU. Um, and you know, actually, you know, just like a one-off he's in one scene in Iron Man. Well, that scene ended up, you know, making him turn bad and then helping out the bad guys in the new Spider-Man movie. Um, and then he's also a really close friend with John Favreau and they work together on a lot of stuff, but it wasn't much I'd seen. Like I think the movie four Christmases, um, stuff like that. Um, and they, they interviewed a lot of kids to be Ralphie in a Christmas story. And, um, they said that they met him and immediately knew he was perfect. Um, but they still went and interviewed like a thousand more kids. And then they're like, what are we doing? Like we have this kid. He's, he was famous from like a Hershey's chocolate syrup commercial. Um, and so they're like, this kid's perfect. We'll take him. And then after a Christmas story, I thought the poster looked so stupid. I had to look it up. Um, he was the lead in the dirt bike kid. Um, and it's essentially the story of Jack and the beanstalk, but instead of it being like a magical beanstalk or whatever, it's a magical dirt bike. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It actually had good reviews, which I was surprised by. Um, I never planned on watching it though. No. And then, um, I'll just go through the rest of their family. It had Ian Petrella as Randy. He's never been in anything else that I've seen. Um, no. It, which is weird. Every time I look, like, whenever I start searching a Christmas story, for some reason, his name was always, like, one of the first ones that autocorrects. And I was huh. like, that's weird. You know, he never yeah, did much never else. Did um, huh. And then... The mother, her that was um, Melinda Dillon. Are you aware of anything else she's in? I know I've seen her in a lot of things, but I did not recognize her name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know she's been in a lot of stuff. So she was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes. Love that movie. Which I still haven't seen. Uh, yeah. I, I really need to. Um, yeah. And then... She was on Harry and the Hendersons uh, yes, or something like that. Yes, that's such a good movie. I haven't seen that one either. And <laughs> 1990s Captain America. So um, that is two Marvel connections so far. Yes. Pretty interesting. Um, and then next is Darren McAd- McGavin. Yes. As the old man. That's what he's credited as in the credits. <laughs> um, he's the father um he was also in 1990s Captain America. So, uh-huh. three Marvel right. things. Um, and then he was in The Man with the Golden Arm. Uh-huh. And um, Billy Madison. He played Adam Sandler's dad. Yeah. And that. Um, he, he seemed like he was in a lot of older roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, he didn't seem like he was a main character in a lot of stuff. He would just be, you know, a side character. But right. I really liked him in this movie. He, yeah. 
I don't know. He, I think he played like an old man, a grumpy old man, perfectly. And then that's all I have for cast and crew. Do you have anyone that you want to touch on or anything before we dive into the movie? Um, one of the special features they had uh, Peter Billingsley, Billingsley, which was Ralphie, and mm-hmm. they had Flick and Schwartz and Scott Farkas, those actors. And um, it was neat. They were talking about how they, you know, stayed friends and that they, you know, were staying in this hotel and how much fun they had because they said we were just kids and Mm -hmm. uh, talked about the pranks they pulled on each other and on the adults. So they said that um, uh, the kid who played Scott Farkas, he was a little older. And Mm -hmm. so... You know, he would, you know, kind of ag him on. But then he'd also catch him and say, like, you can't do that. Like, uh, Peter Billingsley was making water balloons and throwing them off the balcony of the 14th floor and hitting (laughs) people on the sidewalk. (laughs) He's like, no, you can't do that. But then they would, like, run down the halls and knock on the door and yell room service at the uh, (laughs) adults and then take off. And they would. They said, like, uh, to Darren McGavin, they called room service and ordered, like, $200 worth of food. And they would call uh, for early wake-up calls and housekeeping and different things that they'd prank the adults. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I bet that was fun being a kid and getting to do all that. And, yeah, uh, they I did guarantee talk, it. Yeah, they did talk about how um, when they were filming, there wasn't enough snow because it started getting warm towards the end of the season. And so they had brought in like detergent to use in some of the scenes where they're running up and down the alley. And yeah. uh, he said, so we're out there, we're running up and down. And he said, it's actually, you can't tell, but most of it's bubbles because <laughs> it's melting <laughs> and making bubbles. And so he's like, we had so much fun. So that's I was like, yeah, it would, it did sound like it. They had a blast making the movie together. Yeah, I I guarantee it. That sounds like fun. I bet that the adults didn't enjoy it as much. Probably not. Um, but I also think, like, you know, for Darren McGavin, uh, them messing with him, it makes his character, you know, it makes him right. more like his character in the movie. Yeah, Bob Clark was saying, he's like, yeah, the kids had a lot of fun. They played a lot of pranks on us. He said, I, I remember I I got room service delivered <laughs> to my room, yeah. so. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go into the movie, and I was thinking we're going to do something a little bit different with this one. Um, instead of going through, you know, the plot, I think it'd be kind of fun to go through the vignettes that they included in this movie. Um, there is a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of them. Um, some some are really short and shouldn't be, you know, we'll just say it and I'll ask you how you feel about it and if you have any opinions. And yeah. then other ones are, you know, major players. So Okay. I think we should just start at the top with um the main one is the Red Rider BB gun. Yes. Um, that's not actually a real gun. Like, um, they have like the Daisy 
gun or something, but it doesn't have a compass and a sundial on it. But you know, who cares? Yeah, um, yeah, that's what the one of the special features was. They were talking about the Red Rider BB gun and mm-hmm. how they, you know, Bob Clark and the movie company came to Red Rider and they're like, "We need this gun," and they're like, "That we didn't make that gun," and they're like. Gene Shepard said, this is the gun. And they're like, we don't have a gun like that. And they're like, yes, you do. (laughs) Like, like, okay, for the movie, we'll make it. (laughs) But, but it was actually a Daisy gun. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I guess the plot line behind that is um, Ralphie is a little kid. I think he's like eight. I could be wrong. Um, Yeah. Eight or nine. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. And he wants the Red Rider BB gun, and everyone tells him he's going to shoot his eye out. Um, it's a recurring line throughout it, and I really like that, how literally his parents, his teacher, and Santa Claus all are like, hey, you're going to shoot your eye out. Yeah. Um, it, it was kind of funny whenever they ask the class that he's in, they say, hey... Um, write a a story about what you want for Christmas, which that sounds like the easiest paper in the world. Um, but they wrote it and he was like, Oh, I'm going to get an A plus. He's like daydreaming about it. Um, a plus, he, plus, plus, plus. <laughs> yeah. Um, and whenever he's like reading it off, like the narrator reads it whenever he writes it or whatever, you're like, there's, so many like grammatical errors with this like instead of saying like the sundial i had to look it up like i found it somewhere they said it's like a sundial in the thing yeah Um, it ralphie in his paper he just calls it and a thing on the gun that tells time i was like a clock like (laughs) what is that yeah yeah it wasn't the best Um, paper but i did like that yeah he gets a c plus (laughs) Yeah, um, which I guess now would be a good time to go into it, but I hate Ralphie. Why do you hate Ralphie? <laughs> he's creepy. He's weird. Whenever he's just like standing in front of the teacher's desk, like he turns it in and then just stands there daydreaming. And then she's just like, hey, Ralphie, go back to your seat or whatever. And then he snaps out of it. And he just has a creepy smile. He doesn't say anything. And he just, like, turns around and goes back to his desk or something. He's yeah. weird. Well, and, and I mean, if I was thinking of looking at it from her point of view, she's probably thinking, he's got a crush on his teacher. You exactly. know, he's got a crush on me. No, he's buttering her up and being super <laughs> nice because he wants that. He wants to get a, a good grade so he can get his BB gun. That's why he brings yeah, you the big he- thing of fruit. <laughs> But he's being so creepy that I don't want him to have a gun. <laughs> right? That's okay. immediately, that's the only thing I thought of. It was just like, <laughs> I this kid shouldn't have a gun. He's weird. He like has these weird daydreams. He has anger Nine problems. Years old. <laughs> he has anger problems. He doesn't need a gun. But look what he, he grew up with. His dad has anger problems. He gets it from his dad. That's true. <laughs> um, which we can go into next, but I guess we'll just um, spoil it here. He does end up getting 
the Red Ryder BB gun. Um, do yes. you want to say how? From his dad, the one person he didn't mm-hmm. ask for it. And why did he get it? Yes. Because his dad had one when he was young. And he said every boy mm-hmm. needs. Yeah. That was a really so. like heartfelt It moment, was. See, I that thought. was touching. Yeah. That his dad knew... Even though Ralphie didn't tell him, he knew that's what he wanted, and he made it special and got it for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his dad, like, throughout the movie, doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities because um, you just see his part in these little vignettes, um, and then at that point, you're like, oh, okay, you know, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Um, but. As you mentioned, he has some anger problems. And so the next vignette that we'll touch on, um, it says, The old man also fights a never-ending battle with the malfunctioning furnace in the Parker home. His frustrations cause him to swear quite often, including one profanity-laden rant that the adult Ralphie says is still hanging in space over Lake Michigan. Yes, I I love the descriptions that Gene mm-hmm. Shepard uses to describe things like that because it's, you know, it's just so over the top. Yeah. And, um, and the movie, he, they don't say any of these words. It's just random things, that, but you get the whole, you get the feeling behind them that they're swearing involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, it says it's heard as gibberish, um, which it is because you don't understand, you don't hear the swearing, but it was funny, like, later on, um, Ralphie swears, which is another one of the vignettes. Um, these two kind of relate, so I'm going to go ahead yeah. and read that one. Is that fine? Yes, yes. Um, There's the tire change. Yeah. It says, after getting a Christmas tree while attempting to fix a flat tire on the ride home, Ralphie utters a major profanity. But in the movie, he says, oh, fudge. And then they're like, oh, he... But I didn't say fudge. Um, That's my favorite. And then when they go That's home. That's one of my favorite parts. I love that. Yeah. I... When... <laughs> and when they go home, his mother washes his mouth out with life buoy soap. Life buoy um, soap. Yep. Yeah. Ralphie, in an act of what he later calls as an exonerable official justice, um... He blames his friend for teaching him the word. And his mom just like believes him and calls up Schwartz is his name um, yeah. on the phone. And even she though just he's heard that word, like it's, yeah. even though yeah. he's heard that word every day for his whole life from his dad. <laughs> exactly. Um, I thought it was weird that he didn't, you know, rat out his dad. Um, but instead ratted out his friend. But it, I thought it was funny when they were on the f- phone, like the two moms were on the phone. She's like, guess what Ralphie just said? And then she like whispers. And you hear just like shrieking on the other side of the phone. Like it's the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. And it's just because like, a kid Guess cussed. where he heard it from? And she's like, your husband? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was where he heard it from. Um, yeah. And then poor yeah. Schwartz gets, gets ba- uh, spanked about it. But, yeah, and then I like the yeah. mom takes the yeah. soap and tries it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, did you ever have your mouth washed out with soap? Gosh, I knew you were going to ask that. Once. <laughs> Once. Yes. What? Yes. Do you know what word you said? Am I allowed to ask? Yes. I didn't think it was that bad of a word, but I said it in front of my grandpa. Uh, but, yeah, he had come, he was visiting and I had just got a new bike and our dog mm-hmm. peed on the tire and I was so mad and I came in and mom asked, what's wrong? And I said, the stupid dog pissed on my bicycle. And she's like, what did you say? And I went up. Uh, I mean, the dog peed on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Grandpa That's laughed, funny. and she kind of mm-hmm. laughed, but then she was like, "You don't say those words." And so then, yeah, I got my mouth washed out. It's nasty. Yep. It's um, awful. Yeah, I remember you guys making me do it. Um, I it, it was I? like squirt. Yeah, it was squirt bottle on a, <laughs> a toothbrush. What? Did, I don't me- remember that. It was at our house on Oakview Court. I know oh. that. Okay. Um, I'm sure I do you deserved remember... it. <laughs> I don't know about that. I do remember two times I cuss and or I cussed in front of you guys. It's so weird. Like the moments stick with me. One was in Dad's like red and white truck, um, and he turned on that puddle of mud song, and I was like. She fucking hates me. And my dad's like, what'd you just say? And I was like, he said it. Why can't I say it? Um, And then I didn't even know what it, that it was a bad word. Um, And then the other time me and you watched Monday Night Raw and then dad got home and it was when Triple H and Batista were like breaking up. And Batista told Triple H, he's like, you're really starting to piss me off. And then you're like, tell dad what happened on Raw. And I was telling him, and I was like, and and Batista said, you're really starting to piss me off. And you guys were like, you can't say that. And I was like, (laughs) this this was a trap. Mom said to tell me, tell dad what happened. I told him. I just quoted them. I'm not saying anything. I yeah. don't know if either of those are what got my mouth washed out, but I do remember getting my mouth, brushing my teeth with soap or yeah, something. Yeah, I think, I think every kid should have it happen at least once. Yeah, then you also know, like, hey, don't go drinking soap. This stuff's gross. Yeah, then you know, don't try yeah. this at home. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyways, we'll move on to yeah. one of the other ones. Um so, the next one I'll do is, since we were talking about the dad and his um, anger issues, the 785 smelly hound dogs that live next door at, with the Bumpus family. Yeah, I love the dog. I thought was, yeah, I thought it was funny, because this is where you can really see, like, oh, this is told from the, Ralphie's perspective, and... You know, he was a kid. He just knows that they had a lot of dogs. And in the movie, there's dozens and dozens of dogs that just, like, run rampant. Um, I'm sure, like, in real life, is probably, like, they had four dogs or something. Right. Um, yeah, there's not that many, but... 
yeah but when they said that they owned at least 785 and then like the next scene it shows all the dogs and there's dozens of them i was like okay that's pretty funny (laughs) yeah Um, and they also the dad is in love with turkey yes and so on christmas day they have this big turkey and he keeps going in he's gonna he keeps stealing bites or whatever um and then the 785 smelly hound dogs smell the turkey i guess and they run in and eat it yeah and you know that's very unfortunate no turkey soup no turkey sandwiches no turkey (laughs) leftovers (laughs) yep and then they end up um, spending Christmas dinner at a Chinese restaurant. Yes. Yeah. And end um, up eating duck instead of turkey. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> there's someone I follow on Twitter. Um, he hates Thanksgiving food. He's like, turkey is so dry. I hate it. So every Thanksgiving, he gets um, shrimp lo mein delivered to him. And he yeah. brings it to wherever he's going and eating Thanksgiving at and eats it there. That's good. Yeah, it's uh, kind of the, weird. But... They were talking. Yeah, they were talking about. Um, Bob Clark was talking about one time he went somewhere for Chinese food, and it was like Christmas Eve or something. And there was a family there, and he could hear them, and they were acting out scenes from a Christmas story, and he was like <laughs> cracking up because they knew all the words and stuff, mm-hmm. and. Um, he talked to the owner and he said, Oh yeah, they come every year and they know all of it. And, and they order the food and then they act out parts of all the scenes from the movie. And I was like wondering, well, I wonder if they do like how Randy does, if they do the little piggy when he's eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said That's... it was it, it really interesting to, you know, see his movie being acted out that they actually knew all the words and all of that so did he say if he went and talked to them i don't know if he i don't think it didn't say if he Uh, did but yeah that's interesting um so like you mentioned randy who's ralphie's younger brother um they state that he refused to eat a meal on his own for three years um and the mom had to rely on trickery to get him to eat and one was she asked him how pigs eat, and he just slams his face onto the plate and starts, like, oinking Snorting. and eating. Yeah. it's. I thought that was messed up. I was like, I don't like this at all. And the dad had the same look. He's just like, ugh. Yeah, it did work. Um, mom's got to do what guess, a mom's got to do. Yeah, so this is... Um, you know, it's December, time of being with your family and stuff, so that's why we're reminiscing a little. Um, was there anything that I wouldn't eat that you had to deceive me to eat? Oh my gosh. Everything. <laughs> I was very picky. You lived on chicken nuggets, uh-huh. uh, mac and cheese, and ranch of dressing. Because you wouldn't eat anything potatoes. Yeah. I literally had chicken, mac and cheese, and ranch for lunch today. That's all you <laughs> ate. <laughs> Even when we go out to a restaurant, that's what I get. Um, oh, gosh. And we go to Subway, and you get white bread with American <laughs> cheese Light. and, and yep. grilled chicken. 
And light mayo. Light mayo, yes. It was the <laughs> whitest white sandwich ever. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's pretty dang good. Um, I went to Subway one time um, with a girl I was dating's little sister, and she got white bread, egg, and mayo. And I was like, I think that's worse than what I got. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I was like, I I can relate, so you know what? Go ahead and eat it. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, you wouldn't, you um, wouldn't try anything. You would not try yeah. anything. I couldn't get you to eat a lot of stuff. So uh, for for a long time, Erica didn't like noodles. She would only eat potatoes, and you would only yep. eat noodles. So one night we'd have potatoes, one night we'd eat noodles. And and then you guys would just have to suffer the other night because it's like, and she would eat ketchup on everything, and you ate ranch dressing on everything. That's yeah, that's what I was about to say. I hate ketchup, and I don't think she likes ranch. I don't think I've ever noticed her eating ranch. Uh, just with like cheese fries, that's about it. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, has has the household's consumption of ranch gone down since I've moved? yes quite a bit <laughs> good good because i have to buy ranch like every other time i go to the store it's insane yeah. um well, maybe i to wrap a bottle up for you a big giant bottle from sam's <laughs> or something yeah uh, and, and you're always so, like oh oh yeah that's what you're picky about i couldn't switch out and give you the generic ranch dressing because you can no, tell the difference in valley yeah yeah yeah, no switcheroo. It's Hidden Valley like, or restaurant-style ranch. Yeah, because you're like, this isn't the real Hidden Valley ranch. This is fake. It's not the same. It's not. I still won't eat different <laughs> brands of ranch. It tastes gross. <laughs> I stand by it. Um, and I'm much less picky now. So that's how you know it's real. Yes, you are. Uh, but we'll go back to the movie. Um okay. Rand so we were talking about Randy. Um one of the other ones is dressing up for school in the cold weather. Um he, <laughs> he put on so many layers that he can't put his arms down. Um I've been there. I know, I love that because it, it's <laughs> happened to every child. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you probably did that to me on purpose just because you loved this movie. You're like <laughs> Oh, no, Alex, you need another layer before we take you to school. And you know about the time you get it all on, then you're like, I gotta go pee. And they're like, no, yeah. hold it. <laughs> exactly. Um, now that I go snowboarding, I have the same experience where I put on a bunch of layers. And then I go out there and I'm like, I can't move that well. I'm actually hot. Yeah. I need to just shed layers. Um, but yeah, that I thought that one was funny how his arms are stuck out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then if he falls, he can't get up. <laughs> yep. And then the other one I want to talk about, um, about how he falls and can't get up, is uh -huh. Ralphie and Randy and then his friends Flick and Schwartz are tormented by the neighborhood bullies Scott Farkas and Grover Dill, which are two <laughs> legendary names, if you ask me. Yes, they um, are. <laughs> Yeah, I like how it kind of, it'll do like one vignette and then it'll show like 
them leaving school and but it's like in uh like fast motion or whatever and then it'll show yeah. scut and grover like running behind them and then way behind yeah, them is randy them. with his <laughs> with his arms, arms that out. can't move yeah yeah um and with that um ralphie eventually snaps because he is a psycho killer deep down um <laughs> he and... gets hit in the face with a snowball so what that's and that's all it took his, for him to see yeah, his teacher just you know dashed his dreams of getting a red rider bb gun by giving him a c plus <laughs> and riding on there you'll shoot your eye out so his mom's gonna see it and there goes his great yep, plan um, <laughs> speaking of his mom while he's beating up farkas um his mom catches him mid-fight and there's the whole thing where ralphie's like yeah like my life's over she's gonna tell dad and dad's gonna beat the crap out of me um and then she ends up yeah because he was using his dad's language (laughs) yeah and she ends up you know she mentions like oh he got in a fight but it was just boys being boys and she didn't mention the type of maniac that ralphie is deep down to the father that would have prevented him from getting a gun which he'll probably eventually use to murder a bunch of people because he's insane. And poor little Randy <laughs> hiding under the sink because he's afraid his dad's going to yeah. murder Ralphie. I was like, yeah. Oh. But but the mom, yeah. I mean, she was good. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. She, you know, she had washed his mouth out with soap, but she knew. She's like, oh, I'm not going to get him in super trouble. Yeah. He he, um, he snapped, so. Yep. Um, and then since we mentioned Ralphie's friends, Flick and Schwartz, I guess we should mention the the triple dog dare. Yeah. Um, and it's essentially that I think it's Flick has to put his tongue on the flagpole. Yeah. Um, they're debating what effect it will have and then flick gets stuck and everyone else goes the recess bell rings so they all go back inside and they just leave him out there no one tells the teacher and the teacher's like hey guys where's flick and everyone's like yeah i don't know that's weird you know he was at recess but he's not here now speak up like that dude could freeze out there (laughs) they're like but the bell rang (laughs) we have to come in yeah yeah um they end up having to call, they called the fire department and the cops. Um, and I feel like the way to get it off, I don't know how, how you get your tongue off. I feel like it'd be something with like water or something, not water because it'd like freeze. Yeah. Maybe like hot, not hot water, cold water. I don't know which one it is because I think hot water yeah. freezes. Warm um, water would, or just like, yeah. Yeah. I I feel like that would be the way, but instead... They just grab him and pull him off, which feels very dangerous. Yeah, I think they had a wa- they had a fire hose, so they might have put some water on it. They didn't show him spraying him down. No, but who knows? Um, but I did hear how they did it behind the scenes. How they actually did that? Okay, that go they, on. They had a pole, and it had a hole in it, 
and air mm. that would suction. So he'd stick his tongue out, and then the air would suction his tongue to it while they were shooting the scene. And so one time, they called the end of the scene, said, cut, we're done. And they left the suction on and left him stuck there, and everybody left. And so he was really out there waving his arms and going, guys, don't leave me, help, help, with his tongue stuck in there. But they said, yeah, all of them tried it. They all had to try it, see what it was like. I hope that they washed it down where the hole is when they all tried it. I know, it. that's what um, I was thinking. I was like, ooh, hopefully they, you know, washed it in between, but probably back then, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, they weren't living in these COVID days back it's, then. They no. don't know what it's like. <laughs> They'd all just go lick in the same pole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but if they had, you know, think about it. If they had helped him then they wouldn't have had to write the theme on what they wanted for Christmas because that's why they got to sign the Christmas right that because mm-hmm. none of the kids would speak up and the teacher knew somebody yeah. put him up to it. Yep. Um, which I thought is cool. I don't think Flick ever says who did it. No, he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't rat him out. Yeah, he ain't no snitch. So yeah. good job, Flick. Um, and then I think there's three more of these little vignettes that I was hoping to talk about. Um, one is the bunny suit. Oh, classic. Um, yeah, it says among Ralphie's presents, there are some he dislikes, particularly an embarrassing pink bunny onesie from his overbearing Aunt Clara, which his mother finds adorable. But the old man disagrees and says he looks like a deranged Easter bunny. <laughs> yes. He does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does. And it, I don't remember any particularly embarrassing costumes that you made me dress up in, but I'm sure that there probably were some. Um, no, I don't think so. I wouldn't do that to no? you. No? <laughs> yeah, you would. That's why I assume that you did that. No, I think I just would make you put on, like, Christmas hats and sit under the tree and take your picture and stuff like that. And I just wanted to be playing with my wrestlers. Yeah. 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 That's probably what you were doing while we were watching a Christmas story. And that's why you don't remember it. I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, and then another one is Ralphie. Who's a fan of the radio program, little orphan Annie. He's eagerly awaiting the arrival of a decoder pin. He has applied to receive. And when it finally comes in the mail, he uses it to decode a secret message at the end of the day's broadcast, but is dismayed to find it is only an advertisement for Ovaltine, the show's sponsor. (laughs) How upset would you be? Well, (laughs) you know, and that started it because then they started the, you know, do you remember getting the cereal boxes where they'd have the prizes in the cereal box? Yeah. Yeah. And you'd get in there like, ooh, there's a secret prize in here. And you'd get to the bottom and it'd be something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, I didn't know what Ovaltine was. Do you? Yes, I looked it up because I was like, I think it's like a multi-shake deal thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're the nasty. Pretty... Yeah. Um, I saw like that and um, Vegemite. Yeah. Are banned in is like Norway or something. 
Yeah, and like the um, UK and different places. Canada, too, yeah. I think. Hmm. But in America, um, they use something different in it, so it's still allowed, but I yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I looked it up, and like the first thing that popped up was like an Amazon link to buy some. I was like, I don't want any of this. No. Um, and so the last one that I want to touch on is the old man wins a major award in a contest. The leg um, lamp. <laughs> the leg lamp. And that starts the battle of the lamp, um, as some would say. <laughs> and it's, I'm pretty sure everyone has seen it. If not, uh, check out the Friends with Cinefits Twitter page. I just posted a picture of it. Um, I went to a friend's house last weekend and they had a leg lamp in front of their window. Um, shout out to Jesse and Courtney if you guys are listening. Um, I like that they had it in their front window so all the neighbors could see. <laughs> yeah. Um, it actually looked really cool at their house. Like whenever I had seen it on the movie and you were always like, oh, I want a leg lamp. I was like, that's so stupid. Um, and then I saw it up close. I was like, this thing's actually pretty dope. And it's like the perfect lighting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, the old man, he wins a contest. Um, and it reminded me of, I don't know if you've seen the family guy skit where he wins a boat or a mystery box. And then he's like, uh, Lois is like, Hey, what's in the mystery box? He's like, you know, it could, it could even be a boat. I, you know, I've always wanted a boat. Um, and it's really funny. And so anytime someone has a big box and they're like, Oh, what's in it? I'm always like, it could even be a boat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he doesn't know what's in it. And then he opens it. I, and wait, I feel like he's, I like, wait, we got to talk about what's written on it. Fragile. Fragile. It's yeah. Fridge. Um, <laughs> see, I didn't really think it was that funny when I watched it. I guess because I've heard it so many times. No, that's what it's from though. <laughs> I, I guarantee every time you see the word fragile, you say fragile. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it has that on it, and he opens it up, and I think he's probably upset by what's in the box, but he's just like, he was so excited for it. Like, he was expecting a bowling alley. Yeah. Um, and I think he was just so excited to, like, win a major award yeah um that no matter what he's like oh you know this is mine yeah um what, what do you think about that that's what i think because you, yeah. i i never win anything so if i win something it doesn't matter how big it is or how small i'm like i won something i actually won something so yeah and and i mean i guess um, it doesn't hurt that it's you know a leg lamp if it was a man's leg i'm sure he wouldn't have been as excited but a woman's exactly. leg. Yeah, it's a sexy leg lamp. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he puts it in their front window and the mom is very upset by it. And like when they're leaving, she turns it off and he's like, well, what the heck did you do that for? And she was like, oh, to save power. And he like can't refute that. He's like, oh, man, that is a good reason. Yeah. Um, but it's just both of them are kind of being passive aggressive about it. Until the way I like, though, that Ralphie is like running his hands up the leg. 
yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all the like men in the neighborhood were standing, standing across outside. the street looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, um, <laughs> not all things last. It mysteriously yeah. uh, fell to its demise when um, the mom was in the room. She watering doesn't know what plants. happened. Yeah, yeah she, she was watering, watering her, her plants. plants. And, you know, it just happened to fall over or something. Yeah, when uh, he's she... downstairs fi- fighting with the <clears throat> furnace and was cussing a little bit too loudly, I believe. Yep. And so she see, Ralphie gets like, it honestly. Both of his parents have anger issues. <laughs> they do. The mom is much more passive aggressive about it but you know oh well um and i think doesn't he end up burying the leg in the backyard or something (laughs) yeah that's very weird and they said they buried it and and, uh, ralphie said he thought he heard taps playing yeah when his dad was out there burying it like he played taps over Uh, it yeah um Yeah, oh, I yeah, feel he like tried that... to glue it back together, or he was going to glue it back together, and she said, oh, I think we're out of glue. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you used all the glue so I wouldn't be able to glue <laughs> it back together. Yeah, exactly. He just has this conspiracy theory now about everything. Um, and so I do want to bring it back, um, since that's all the vignettes. Um, I do want to bring it back to the first one we discussed, which was the Red Rider BB gun. Um, cause that's how the movie ends is, you know, he gets it and he goes out there for target practice. And even if I hadn't seen it, I think I'd be like, dude, you're shooting like a metal sign. Like you're shooting a BB at that. It's just going to ricochet. And that's exactly what happens. Um, and it hits him in the eye. It knocks his glasses off and he has like a little mark on his cheek or something. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to say it was a falling icicle, which, sure, I guess that's a good excuse. He could have probably been okay, and but then he, he stepped on his glasses. So then he had to come up yeah. with some reason for breaking his glasses. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> but the falling um, icicle. And his mom, his mom believed him. And then I think after that it shows him is like he's laying in bed with his red rider bb gun going to sleep that seems very dangerous yeah yeah but i like the way i like the way they ended the movie with the mom and dad it's the end of christmas day and she sits on the side of the chair and he puts his arm around her you know and the kids are asleep with their favorite toy you know randy's got his zeppelin or whatever you call it yeah and and Ralphie's got his gun, but I'm like, yeah, that was a good, nice way to end it. But yeah, R- Ralphie should have been out there with a, the gun. No, I thought it was kind of a weird ending. Because like, I don't know that they, they weren't very lovey-dovey in the movie until then. But I guess it's, I do kind of like it because like the mom had... You know, when she didn't tell the dad about, like, the profanity of the mm-hmm. kid and, like, how he beat the shit out of Farkas. Yeah. Um, and then the dad, you know, ended up buying him the gun. Um, yeah. You know, it shows they do have those 
like a warmth to them. And so and and if you think about it, since it's from Ralphie's point of view, he probably don't doesn't see them being lovey dovey. You know, when he sees them, they're yeah working in the kitchen or talking about, you know, doing stuff. But Mm -hmm. but I did like the way. You know, and, and, and I like the Christmas Eve where they go to bed and, you know, when they get up Christmas morning and the kids come running down and then the parents are stumbling down the stairs because the kids are up so early. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, it, it made me, it's just very nostalgic of watching you kids get up so early to see what Santa brought. and <laughs> Trying to stay up all night to yeah, catch Santa. Yeah, to catch Santa and... And us being so tired because we're like, oh gosh, <laughs> why do we have to get up so early? When can we go back to bed? Yeah, so that actually reminds me. Um, if if you could redo it, do you do you think you would tell us that like Santa is r- real? Like, because I don't know. For me, it just seems like a major heartbreak. And, like, you don't get credit for giving the kids presents. Like, they just think Santa did. Um, I remember specifically who told me when and where I was when I found out Santa wasn't real. Yeah, because um, it was devastating. And I wanted to smack that little kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I thought about saying his name. I'm not going to. Um, yeah, I'll throw him under the bus. Uh, yeah. Bus. But, like, you know, if you if you could go back... Like, would you still tell kids Santa's real? Because, like, if I have kids, I don't really plan on it. I think about, you know, being like, yeah, Santa's just like Rudolph. Like, you know Rudolph isn't real. He has a freaking shiny nose and he flies. Um, well, I I don't know. I thought about both ways. And then... Um, mm-hmm. A friend of mine one time was talking about, you know, we were talking about, well, you know, we're get this is what Santa's given. And, you know, was the, like the best gifts come from Santa. And she's like, oh, no, no. Santa's mm-hmm. given the, the clothes and he gives one good gift from Santa. And then the mm. good stuff comes from mom and dad. And I'm like, really? Because, you know, when I was <laughs> growing up, it was the opposite. And she's like. I'm not giving credit to Santa for the good stuff, and I give the kids <laughs> exactly. the clothes. No, they're getting the good stuff from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then they know mom and dad is doing this for them, and I'm like, you know, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good thing. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I think that's you can true. do a little bit. But... I do think the downside of like, you know, you tell your kid, like, hey, you know, Santa's not real, but let all your friends believe them. There's just like, you know, someone happens to make your kid mad and they end up saying like, oh yeah, well, Santa's not real. And then that just, you know, yeah, makes your, your kids just a dick then. Yeah. Um, right. But I so, like, I like the I way know. you handled it when you found out. Do you remember? I did thought you? I cried. Yeah, you did. And, <laughs> and, and then you were like, well, Okay, so I know he's not real, but can I pretend that <laughs> I don't know he's not real? We'll just pretend for a while that I don't know, and I can still get stuff from Santa. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Because you were traumatized also because your dad was trying to explain Santa wasn't real by 
saying he was like the Easter bunny and the tooth fairy and <laughs> yeah, all the other things that. that were made up. And you were like, the Easter bunny's not real either. And just <laughs> cried more. And I was like, what? I remember. <laughs> Dang. Like, Take away all of the childish, <laughs> you know, childlike wonder. All of my innocence was lost in yeah, that moment. Yeah, in one swoop. Yeah. So yeah. you decided you were going to pretend <laughs> that you didn't know and that yeah, worked out we, we just pretended we still do yeah we still do santa <laughs> brings something every once in a while yeah um i lost a tooth the other night i'm still waiting for you to come grab it from under my pillow yeah i don't do that anymore <laughs> okay i didn't actually lose the tooth either <laughs> i wasn't really I a pretty good boring as the tooth fairy <laughs> yeah <laughs> I remember that story is yeah. I like woke up and your hand was under my pillow or something. Yeah. And you I kept had to forgetting it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was stuck uh, there well, until you went back to sleep. So. <laughs> yep. Um, I feel like the cheat code for that is, you know, you just like, cause as a kid, for some reason, kids always want to sleep in their parents' bed. When you just be like, Hey, you can sleep in my bed tonight. And then at just some point you get out and put a dollar under my pillow in my bedroom or something. I no, don't know. You weren't, you weren't that kid. You, you were very particular about, I'm sleeping in my bed. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you weren't. Mm. You know what? You had to have your bed, your pillow with your blanket over the pillow. Yeah. Oh man. My blanket. And also, I was the type of kid, whenever I'd get in trouble, you'd make me spend time with, like, my sister. Because if you just sent me to my room, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I had to make you hang out with her or do something together <laughs> to punish you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and her, okay, I had well, to make her be by herself, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. um, we'll conclude this episode. Um, yes. I guess I know what your rating's going to be, but... On a scale of one to three presents, how many presents would you give this movie? Three presents. Okay, I yeah, I assume that. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it a two because Ralphie's crazy. I can't believe you think he's crazy. <laughs> I don't understand how they did make a sequel where he's an adult and he's a murderer. Maybe that's what Black Christmas is about. We'll have to I watch don't know. it. No, we'll we'll find out. We'll have to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess I didn't think he was, like, cute and charming. I just thought, like, this kid sucks. Um, maybe I'm just jealous that I don't look the way I used to when I was a little kid with my long blonde hair. What do I the know? blue eyes. Yeah. Um, so, um, my recommendation for this... Um, this was a hard one. I feel like this movie is very unique. Um, if you had a recommendation, what do you think you would give? Because, yeah, like I was like, I don't know to do another Christmas movie or a different holiday. So I just went with not a Christmas movie and another coming of age movie, yeah. I guess. Uh -huh. um, and I know you like it because it's on your top 10 list. But it is Stand By Me. Yes. Um, that would be a good by, pick. Yeah, by Rob Reiner, who I also directed The Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. um, I think. And written by? 
Do you know who wrote it? No. Stephen King. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. Short story by. I Stephen knew that King. deep down, but uh-huh. you put that on me, I'm like freaking out. Um, so yeah, hey, that's weird. That recommendation, written by the same person that wrote The Shining and directed by the same person that directed The Princess Bride. So two of yeah. our previous episodes. That's yes. a great pick by me. Good job, Alex. Good job, Alex. Yeah, if you're doing a coming of age, that's a perfect one. Yeah. Um, and it's not as... That one's definitely rated R, I assume. Um, I don't know. I don't think it is. They find the dead body. But they don't show the dead body. That's true. There are, isn't it like kids smoking and stuff? No. You never see the dead body. What? Yeah, I I know that. Hang on. Stand by me. I'm just looking it up now. Yeah. There's a lot of humor in How it. How do I find out what... <laughs> How do I find out the rating of a movie? This seems like it should be easier. What rating is Stand By Me? It's going to be on IMDb. It's rated R. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's um, got Will Wheaton in it. It has very strong language and kids, or it says teens drinking and driving and smoking. Oh, yeah. It's got um, a lot of good, which also, good actors in it. So. Yeah, which also makes me think... Um, since I've been watching some of Tim Burton's movies after the last episode, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, I went to my friend's house to watch Beetlejuice. That is rated PG. I know. Is that not weird? It is insane. There's people with their throats slit. Yeah. He says the F word. Yeah. It's it's wild. Um, I, I don't get anyways. how. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I digress. Uh, I We've been digressing a lot in this, but I just wanted to talk to my mom. So I know. if the listeners you can cut don't out like what you it, want. screw you. Yeah, no, you leaving it all out. in. <laughs> um, so next, I don't think it'll be next week. So this episode is probably going to come out on Friday because that's when I normally do it. But the next Next weekend, um, I'm taking a snowboarding trip, so I won't be able to record whenever I normally do. Um, so it might come out a little bit later, hopefully Christmas Day or the day after. Um, but the next episode is going to be with another recurring guest who I love very much, just as yourself. It's going to be Erica McAllister. My sister, your daughter, and we are going to be reviewing Jingle All the Way, which was my Christmas movie growing up. Yes. I've watched it millions of times all year long. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember any of it. Oh, Um, yeah. I think there's a toy that they are trying to get. Turbo Um, Man. Yeah, it has Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad? Is it Sinbad? Sinbad, yes. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm very excited to watch that. And I think I'm just going to wait until I'm home and me and Erica can watch that together. And then 
we can record in person. It'd be the first live episode. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing all the listeners and my friends and obviously you, mom, and the rest of the family. So, I guess I better start buying your Christmas presents. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you don't have to get me anything. Seeing you is a present enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to pay for my flight, though, that'd be cool. <laughs> but anyways, thank you for joining, Mom. Um, it was a pleasure. I, I do think watching the movie again helped me appreciate it and see why you love it and doing the research. Just Ralphie sucks, so I couldn't give it a three. Um, <laughs> but, Mom, thanks for joining. Do you have anything that you want to promote or say or recommend? Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be passed. But today was my co-worker Caitlin's 30th birthday. So shout out to Caitlin and my other co-workers, Mary and Tammy, because I was supposed to do a shout-out for them last time, and I forgot. So, oh, I'm doing man. that now, because um, they do listen. So th- There you go. Happy birthday, Caitlin, and happy engagement? Yes. Correct? Yes, she got engaged yeah. on Thanksgiving. Yes. And yeah, she got a um, new puppy named geez. Oliver, which is the same name as my car. <laughs> wow what a year for caitlin um she was on this exact podcast for what's eating gilbert grape um that's my first time meeting her she is a ball of fun and i hope to talk to her again soon she's awesome um so yeah happy birthday caitlin and um i already gave my movie recommendation but I think we're going to just start recommending other stuff that aren't movies. Um, And my recommendation is going to be a new podcast that I'm listening to. Um, It's called, hang on. I got to look it up. It's brand, it's brand spanking new. I'll edit this out. It is called Bill Gates and Rashida Jones. Ask big questions. And it is a podcast with Rashida Jones and Bill Gates. Um, I like, I love both of them. So it's really interesting. Um, They just had their most recent episode was about um, can people change? And they had Bono on. Yeah. They, it's a pair that I wouldn't expect to be friends. I was wondering how but, they yeah. met up. <laughs> yeah, but they're good friends. Um, they have five episodes out now, and it's really good. Um, they ask a lot of like philosoph- uh, philosophical, philosophical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> philosophical <laughs> questions, um, and I just think it's really cool to see how both of those people think and Uh how it can, you know, influence our worldview. So I think anything that kind of expands your mind is valuable. So uh, anyone listening, I recommend checking it out if you don't like movie podcasts. So, um, or if you're tired of me shouting out this podcast and the not a bomb podcast, there's a different podcast for you. Uh, 
So I guess I got to do my conclusion. Um, if you guys want to reach out, hit us up at friendswithcinefits at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at cinefitspod. Um, you know, like and review, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. And I can't wait to see what 2021 holds for me and this podcast. So uh, with that being said, Mom, thanks again for joining. Welcome. It was a lot of fun. Um, it and was. everybody, thanks for listening. And check us out on Twitter for when the next episode will be recorded and posted. Because I'll have an update later. Um yeah, thanks again. And everybody, Merry Christmas. You'll hear from me after Christmas. So uh, safe travels, everyone. Be safe, wear a mask. And I love all of you, and I love you, Mom. So adios. Bye.